Hey everyone, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. Um, I'm not in my basement, as you can see. I'm actually moving and I get to be shooting in this really cool, it's like a big warehouse. Um, and I'm shooting some video for a whole other purpose, but I, since we had all the lights and the cameras and everything set up, I thought I'd shoot the vlog for you this week. I'm actually just back in town. I was just in Southern California for a couple of weeks. And um, while I was there, I was with my husband, David, and we were in a mastermind group um, in San Diego. There might have been, I don't know, 20 or 30 of us in the room. And we got to do something called a love seat, which was each one of us, one at a time, got to go up in front of the group, present a problem that we're facing, a challenge, and um, get everyone's feedback on it. Like have them question us and probe us and then provide their feedback. And the topic that I chose to talk about, because I really wanted people's take on it, um, these are all people like me who have an online movement that they've started. Um, and the topic that I, that I brought up was, how do I get to my deathbed without having a deep lifetime regret about how I'm raising my kids? Like how I'm mothering my kids. Like basically, how do you know if you're a good enough mother? I mean, I think that every working mom has a certain amount of guilt that we carry. I've certainly talked to enough working moms to get that sense that I'm not alone in that. Um, but like, how much is enough? And I have a certain amount of guilt and, and what do I do about that? So everyone's giving me my feedback and asking me questions, you know, tell me about what you're doing with your kids. What are your routines? When do you see them? How much are you traveling? Blah, 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 blah. And um, you know, some people gave amazing feedback. Like it was really great to hear. Um, Justin Livingston said, "Like there's no universe in which you and David are not amazing parents. Like it's not even possible in my worldview that that's even conceivable." Um, and you know, it it wasn't even during that session that I got my awareness of the answer that I needed. It was afterwards, after I'd gotten every, and I recorded the session so that I could listen back to it later and stuff. But it was afterwards that it dawned on me because I've done a lot of inner work. Like I've, for the last 23 and a half years, on just about a daily basis, cultivated the habit of shining the flashlight inward. Like looking at my life experience, watching it unfold and being intentional about it. Like processing stuff as it comes up, um, not letting difficult things slide by unexamined. Sometimes I stick my head in the sand just like any good ostrich, but eventually coming around to being aware and being willing to look at that thing. So it was, it was after the love seat session that it dawned on me that I think what's going on is that in every area of my life, especially with bright line eating, both my personal food journey with Bright Line Eating and also the global movement building, entrepreneurial business aspect of Bright Line Eating, I strive. I'm very intentional. I'm very focused. I set goals. I have coaches. I keep myself accountable. I have buddies. I have mastermind groups. I journal about it. I, I set goals and then I track my progress. I monitor myself. And with my mothering, um, I'm, I'm not as intentional. Like I make sure my kids are loved and taken care of 
so that I can go focus on my goals over here. It never really occurred to me that the way I mother my girls could be set up within the framework of ambition and goals and accountability and striving and this whole other framework that I apply to this other area of my life. And when I realized that, a huge light bulb went off. Like for me, basically, I'm spending as much effort mothering my girls as I do in every other area of my life. I love them as much as I love all the other aspects of my life. I'm invested as much as I'm invested in the other aspects of my life, but I'm not um, couching it all in a framework of striving, intentionality, tracking, monitoring, accountability, and goal setting. These are the hallmarks of what allows me to know in other areas of my life that I care about something that I'm focused on something, that something matters to me. Like in every other area of my life, if, if something matters to me, I've set a goal around it and I'm tracking it and I'm monitoring it. That's just how I am. Now, you might think that that's lame. You might think, well, Susan, you need to let that go. But for me, that just feels like who I am. And what I realize for myself is, if I bring those same features to my mothering, it will be a sign to my deepest inner self that I care about being a mother, the way I care about all those other aspects of my life. So anyway, this awareness hit me. Um, this is one thing I wanted to share with you, um, and I'm coming to a point here and a point about your Bright Line Eating journey. The other thing I wanted to share with you is much quicker. It's that this morning I was talking with my spiritual advisor, and she was hearing me talk, I think, in a way that I do sometimes. You've heard it, I'm sure, where I like kind of get like um, really... Uh, passionate about something and I'm speaking kind of fast. I think at the time I was pacing in my living room and she said, Susan, I want to talk to you about your rev. She said, beyond that, I want you to journal about your rev. Like you sound very revved up right now. What's that about? And she said, I want you to write about it. And I was like, write my rev. Like I definitely have a rev <laughs> for sure. And uh, yeah, I got a lot to say about that. It's the reason why I can't seem to stop speeding. I can't seem to stop swearing. Um, I travel all over the place and have a hard time kind of slowing down. And, you know, Bright Line Eating has forced me to ratchet up my busyness level. Um, now I'm bringing it back down again, as I've talked about in vlogs over the last four months or so. I'm slowing down. But I still find myself injecting my life with stuff to just keep it a little bit revved. So anyway, what do these two things have in common? They have in common the inner work, how the journey never ends. I've been doing this kind of inner work for 23 and a half years since I got clean and sober at the age of 20 on August 9th, 1994. I started working the 12 steps and I never looked back. And the last couple times I've done the inner work, I haven't used the 12 steps. That was the framework that I used in the beginning. I'm sure I'll use it again. But the last couple times I've used, I've, I've done the inner work, I've used a system that we developed here on Bright Line Eating, and it's called Bright Line Healing. And Molly Larkin is on staff here at Bright Line Eating, and she is my mentor, I would say. She's one of my best friends. She's also a role model. And in this path of doing the inner work, she is, um, she's just a luminary. And Molly and I are going to be doing a webinar twice this week 
for free, and it's called Free from the Inside Out, an introduction to the inner work. And I want to invite you to join us on this webinar. Um, in particular, Molly and I sat down together a couple of years ago, and we took a look at the inner work in general, because she and I both had come at the inner work from many frameworks. We've both worked the 12 steps, we've both done a lot of therapy, we've both done Byron Katie's The Work, and we each have done several other paths as well. So we both had a lot of uh, accumulated experience on this. And we asked ourselves the question, what do these paths have in common? What are the core fundamental elements of doing the inner work? And we came up with four pillars that we believe underlie all paths of inner work, regardless of the framework, Eastern, Western, linear, global, doesn't matter, gestalt, all of it. Um, and on this webinar, we're gonna share those four pillars with you. We're gonna talk a little bit about our journey. And then I'm also gonna share some science that explains how the brain, the body, the nervous system change when you do the inner work that actually creates an upward spiral that allows you to be yet more available to other human beings and yet more available for the next layer of the inner work, because I promise you it never ends. Um, so if you're just discovering that bright line eating is m about more than food, about more than losing weight, <laughs> welcome to the party. It is true. We're not just a weight loss program here, and um, we're about the full transformation. And once you let go of the food, you realize that you got to do something with this inner stuff, otherwise you're going to go back to eating the way you used to eat, right? No one can let go of the food without dealing with the emotions and all the stuff that comes up. So if you're curious about this inner journey, if you want to learn how to come home to self, if you want to feel like on your, you're on a path that really goes somewhere, join me and Molly and our dear friend Benjamin, who's been on this path with, with us for a long, long time as well, for our webinar, Free from the Inside Out, an introduction to the inner work. We're gonna be offering it twice. It's the same webinar. We're just offering it twice because it's live, so for your convenience, you've got two times to choose from. Click below, see if one of the times works for you and we'll see you there.